Hey guys, Paul Capon from Manufacturing Leaders here. Uh, today I'm here with Gary Moe, Director of Hardware Engineering for Paxwise. Uh, Gary, great to great to meet. Thank you very much. Likewise. Perfect. And Gary's going to be talking to us today uh, about his role over at Paxwise um, and the, the things he gets up to on a day-to-day -day basis and, and and his take on the manufacturing profession. So, um, yeah, we can we can just take a deep dive straight into it can you just start by introducing yourself telling us a bit about what you're what you're up to your journey to becoming um a manufacturing leader well thank you well um i'm currently working with pack size uh, we just rolled out a a brand new machine we've gone through the whole manufacturing process it's been very exciting uh, bringing it up uh, doing all of the hardware engineering and so forth uh, we've rolled that out run through some alpha tests beta tests we now have it in a in a very, um, um, I guess, a deep um, beta. It's really being pressed hard right now, and it's looking really, really good. Uh, this is a, a foray into some new technology and automation for our company, and I think it's going to be game-changing. So we're really excited about it. So my path to this point in my career has been quite varied and completely unforeseen when I started some years ago. Uh, it's a story of one thing leading to another, leading to another. And I'd have to go back in time and say that it probably all started with uh, fascination with languages. I had learned one language, um, so in my university experience, I decided to study nine more. That then opened some doors in one area that led to another area, led to another area, and finally got here. It's uh, nothing I would have predicted, but I've enjoyed the ride. Perfect. And, and what occupies your mind on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, the thing that occupies my, my mind on a day-to-day -day basis is I'm, I'm constantly thinking about how can I improve uh, the productivity of my people, um, how can I help them be successful in everything they're doing, and how can I take each of the projects or efforts that we're working on to the next step. Uh, just having productivity or just activity doesn't mean that you're necessarily making progress. So I'm always looking for ways to, to move the projects forward. Perfect, and and we could probably move on to the uh, the core content now. Throughout your career at Paxsize and elsewhere, what are some of the major successes that you've achieved throughout your career? So I've been very fortunate to be involved in a broad range of uh, experiences and into different markets, and uh, so I've had all kinds of experiences, including starting up an international subsidiary and growing it, uh, rolling out the X4 that we just got done doing. Um, but I'd say that probably the greatest success I've had is uh, being exposed to so many different marketplaces and products and then being able to take best practices from all of those and applying them where I currently am. That's been a, uh, both a very fulfilling and a rewarding approach to things. Yeah, and, and just uh, touching on to that diversity aspect, so do your employees share the same you know, background in terms of their, their diversity and the experiences they bring, the best practice, like you put it? Yes, that's, they do, in fact. Um, we've been able to bring people in from all sorts of different backgrounds and then getting them involved in what we're doing now. It's really it's interesting to see two things happen. One is you'll see a lot of um, very common problems and it really doesn't matter what the marketplace is or what the product is you're trying to manufacture and then you see a lot of diversity and, and bringing that diversity into play and trying to figure out well where can I pull out the best things from what I've learned in what may appear to be a completely unrelated area or marketplace or product and applying it here 
those nuances are they're very rewarding when you can make them work definitely i think a, a lot of the members of our community would ask you know you're in utah which is quite you know in a mountain state um not one typically associated with manufacturing what are some of the difficulties that you find in, in finding the top talent for your organization oh some of the difficulties um in some cases it might be finding the right skill sets uh, and in some cases it's probably going out to find and building your uh um, supply chain um, but at the same time it seems like the world is shrinking so much that it really doesn't matter where the suppliers are we can take advantage of them wherever they happen to be so it's been an interesting challenge but um, I think it's been very successful as well and you, you touched on the skills too and um, what skills do you think are going to be important in the future for for manufacturing well, I believe that agility and creativity are really going to be important. Um, if we're not thinking more broadly about the challenges that we face and and looking for best practices all over the place, then I think we're going to be slow to to our successes. But I think that at the same time, we have so much capability and uh, the world is shrinking so much and we have so much information at our fingertips that we can take advantage of that. Definitely, and and with um, you mentioned globalization, the the world shrinking. How has technology really feed uh, you know fed into manufacturing uh, throughout the you know the last decade or so? And where do you think that's going? Yeah, technology. That's an interesting one. Um, I've given a lot of thought about that, and I've watched what other companies are doing and and the way they approach it. Uh, in some cases, it seems like technology becomes the goal, and, and in reality, I really think we've got to be focused on the problems and the challenges. Technology is one of the tools. Um, technology, I believe, is very, very important, but I think we've got to couple that with information gathering and with our the human factor. I really think that our future depends on how well we balance those three. Brilliant. And, and what are the key metrics that you keep track of, and, and why is that? Um, key metrics, we're constantly looking for, well, for example, I'll just use uh, the X4 that we just released. Uh, we're looking to see how does this perform out in the marketplace? Um, how did the mm. manufacturing process go? Uh, what things need to be improved back in the line? And I know a lot of those, that's a very common thing uh, to be looking at. You want to you need to check your design to see if it's viable, and then you need to check the process to see if the assembly actually was as robust as it needed to be. And then you're checking to see if uh, productivity is where you expected it to be, and then it's all of the little nuances that come into play around it. Mm. You know, is it uh, easy enough for the operator to use? Um, have we thought of all of those things? And, and naturally, you never have. And, and through the hardening process, you always learn more. So. Um, being agile and quick to address those things um, and using all of the both technologies and information management that that comes into play there and being able to be quick on your feet um, and be responsive to those things those are the things that I've been tracking most frequently in in um, the process of rolling out the x4 so we're we're tracking uh, not only design changes, but we're also check, tracking those um, changes that we have to make to the manufacturing process, making sure that they are um, being implemented as quickly as they are as we can, making sure that they're being done the 
the best way possible and that we've got the proper information to know that we're making the right fix. So that's just, uh, I, that's almost an, um, an iceberg kind of a question. We can talk about the <laughs> top parts of it, but there's so much underneath the water as well. Tell me about Tell a time that you, you affected organizational change and the challenges that came with that. Let's see, an organizational change. Um, we had a, a situation one time where we thought we were headed down the right path and we had some good plans in place and all of a sudden it became obvious that we didn't have the right skill set in place and that um, our processes were somewhat misapplied. And so once that came to light, we did a quick investigation, had to shuffle things around, unfortunately, mm -hmm. and had to let one person go. But um, that, that being quick on our feet, we were able to fix that quickly and, and move forward. And with the senior leadership team, I imagine in a smaller organization, um, that's, that's a lot easier for you in terms of the, the goals that you want to achieve, or, or is that just a myth? No, it's, it's actually not a myth. Uh, in this situation, well, yeah, that you actually pose a very good question. I think it more relies on the, on the culture of the organization. Uh, in some cases, even though you're small, it, the bureaucracy still seems to be there. <laughs> but in this particular organization, we've tried to hold that bureaucracy down. And I think it probably is a partly a result of the fact that we're growing so fast. We just haven't we've outpaced the bureaucracy. But in this particular situation, um, communicating with the executive team actually happens, I would say, probably in three ways. Um, two are active. We have standing meetings all the time. Uh, we try to focus on several objectives, so we don't combine those objectives in, in all in one standing meeting, so we'll have several different ones focused on each objective. The second thing is, because we're relatively small and fast-paced, it really doesn't matter if we go directly to the executives and talk to them at any moment. Uh, but the third thing is I really like a more passive approach, which means that we want, I, I encourage the team to get things put together and published. We actually have a website within the company portal and we post all of our information out there so that um, the executives or anybody that wants to look and that has access to it doesn't have to keep asking. They can just go look and they just simply trust that the latest mm. information is out there. So that seems to be a really good way to go. Yeah, when it comes to, to mutual trust and mutual respect, um, is, is that prevalent at Paxos or has it ever been a problem in the past that there's something you've dealt with? It is. Um, there's always that. Um, there's, and, and I think it probably comes more from a fear of the unknown. Whenever you roll out something new, it's an unknown. And so you, you try to figure out, do we trust this or do we not? Um, uh, what does our track record look like? Does it look like this one is outside that track record or is it still within it? So yeah, we deal with that on a fairly regular basis, but I think as we go forward, one of the things we've been focusing on is to try and be more and more data-driven, and that then eliminates a lot of the trust issues. Yeah, well, where do you see the, the biggest opportunity for improvement in the organization? Um, is it in data or is it elsewhere? Um, data is one of those things. Uh, 
we have access to a lot of data, so it's a matter of sifting through to get the right data and put it in front of the right people and also put together at least a high-level interpretation of that data. So that becomes a little bit of a challenge um, because it seems like everybody's got a day job and how do you do that as well? So that's a little bit of a problem, but we're working through that, I believe, quite well. The other thing that I think is going that we have as, as a challenge that we need to definitely focus on is our growth. Um, how do we manage that growth? And things are going so rapidly and we're moving in so many different uh, directions. Well, that's not probably not the best way to say it. We're moving in some very specific directions, but we have a lot of things contributing to that direction. And making sure that we manage all of those components that contribute to that direction is, uh, that takes the attention. Hmm. I think we'll move on to the, the quick fire round now. So this is where I'll ask you a series of questions. Um, you have to try and answer them in in uh, no more than 30 seconds. So, uh, so best of luck. Um, on your journey to becoming a manufacturing leader, what was the one thing you felt was holding you back? You know, I've thought about that a number of times and I really can't identify anything that's been holding me back. Uh, if anything, I'd probably say I don't have enough time in the day. There's always so many things I want to try and get accomplished. That would probably be my biggest challenge. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? I had a very wise person tell me early in my career, I've never never met a person from whom I couldn't learn something. And I've always tried to apply that, and I found it to be very, very helpful. I've been inspired by the things people have taught me, and I've been quite amazed at the at the people who have taught me those things. It was unexpected in many cases. Your most influential book and why? So I've, uh, I've been asked this question before. I've read a lot of books. They all have a lot of value in their various rights. And I pretty much considered if I name any one of them, then I don't name the others. And so the, the book I'm going to suggest here is Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss. And I don't say that in a flippant way because I actually love the messages that are taught there. The, the messages are don't be rigid, um, be very careful about preconceived notions and ideas, uh, pay attention to the things that other people are offering as submissions. They have a reason for saying it, so find out what that reason is and uh, think outside the box. It's been very helpful. Definitely. What's the, the, the one thing about manufacturing you're most excited about today? The thing that I really like is the challenge of it. Um, we're moving more and more into automation. That changes the way we manufacture things. Uh, we have the dynamics of the human effort. We've got so much information. I love the challenge. So the challenge of, of, of bringing all those tools to bear and becoming even more and more effective. Your favorite quote, and, and how do you put that into practice? So I'd say that my favorite quote is, um, people who know where they're going are like magnets to other people. And to me, that means be a leader. And so every time I have a chance within my team, I'm always telling them, be leaders. And they'll look at me and say, well, you're the leader, and I'm not the leader. And I say, no, no, you don't understand this. What, it, what we're talking about is bring your ideas forward. Um, sell them and and then stand by them and, and have a passion and a direction. So 
when you've got a passion and a direction, other people will follow you, and that means being a leader. You don't have to have the title to go along with it. So I really think that's um, helpful on my team. Awesome, and, and yeah, really, really well done on that 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 quick fire round. Um, I think the the last couple of questions I'd like to ask. Um, what do you think is the key to optimizing a, a manufacturing operation? Oh, good people. Um, really, people who have been given the roles and responsibilities and encouraged to to be contributors in a process. Those, I think, are one of the greatest successful things that we could ever bring to bear. Then be open to technology. Uh, look at your problems and what you're trying to solve and then look around for the most efficient and effective ways to do it. Uh, be fast, fail fast, and move forward as quickly as you can. And what advice would you give to, to manufacturers, um, maybe in less popular states where the talent pool is a bit uh, you know, stretched thin? What advice would you give to those guys? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, think outside the box. Go to places where you might not expect to find the talent and go looking for that there. Uh, I've been so surprised and, and quite encouraged when I bring in people who I didn't expect would know what to do. Their thought process and the, the things, the new eyes and the new perspective they bring to it is really, um, it's been refreshing and it... Uh, it in, engages and injects a lot of energy into what you're doing. So I would say, again, think outside the box. Go places you wouldn't have expected to go and uh, go test the water. See what you can find. Uh, Gary Moe, a Director of Hardware Engineering at PaxFize. Gary, thanks for joining us. The floor is yours for the, the final comment. Final comment is find your passion and... Uh, and then go as fast as you can. It's This is an exciting place to be. Uh, enjoy it while you've got it. Um, and uh, I'd say go back to green eggs and ham. Don't be, don't be rigid. Don't make assumptions unless you've got data to back it up. Um, and listen to what other people have to say. They've got a reason for saying it. Find out why they want to say that. Gary, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.